Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Hi, all you movie fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters. You don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, of course, but if you are one, it's definitely the place for you. I'm very excited about today's show, folks, because rising star Rick Yoon, I hope, will be with us in a few minutes to discuss playing a chilling James Bond villain in Die Another Day and a dashing hero in The Man with the Iron Fist. He only could stay 15 minutes so he may not have time to talk about some of his other films, such as Snow Falling on Cedars and The Fast and the Furious, as well as his pivotal role in the episode starring Gerard Butler and Aaron Eckhart. But we're just happy to get whatever amount of time that we can get with Rick Yoon, because I've been trying to book him for the longest time and feel so fortunate that, um, that he's finally going to be with us. You know, Yoon is skilled in martial arts, was named one of People Magazine's Sexiest Men, and modeled his way to being the first Asian American featured in advertisements for Versace and Ralph Lauren's Polo. Now, before bringing Rick on, I want everyone to know that I'll be announcing the winner of our favorite female star on Movie Addict Headquarters election that ended last Friday at the end of today's show, as well as the winner of our random book drawing at that time. And we do have a chat open, so any listeners who would like to join the chat, please feel free to do so. We really appreciate your participation. Now, I'm going to check with Nikki to see if... Uh, if Rick Yoon has has called in, is um, is he on the line now, Nikki? Uh, yes, that is actually him. Let's Hi, Rick. Hey, how are you? Oh, you sound <laughs> fantastic. Oh, great, oh he does. You. He sounds great. Welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters, Rick. Thanks for having me. Uh, <laughs> We're it's a long so time coming, glad. right? <laughs> yeah, we well, we're just we're just delighted that you you could join us. I've already told everybody how excited I am that you could be here, but I I've seen your latest film, The Man with the Iron Fist, and honestly, how impressive you were. You could use your martial arts in that movie and uh why don't you tell our listeners a little more about the character you play in in that film, and also maybe a, a little bit about the uh, plot of the film. Well, my character's name is Zen Yi, the X-Blade. They call him the X-Blade because he is uh, bestowed with this suit of knives, similar to... I want one! Yeah, and, and the Kung Fu Avengers. I mean, the, the Avengers, so this is a lot like the Kung Fu Avengers. Um, and uh, he, he's uh, the son of a warlord who's off in the mountains romancing the love of his life when he hears that his father's been killed, so he has to leave her in order to investigate the death and uh, avenge the murder. So uh, it was interesting because Brizzy had told me in the beginning that uh, he wanted to show the heart of this character, uh, 
And that's an interesting perspective to take when you're approaching an action movie or uh, an action character because then you can play with the vulnerabilities of them and, and uh, just a lot more uh, as far as the uh, character development to work, to work with. And uh, we had an you know, amazing cast, as you know, Russell Crowe, Lucy Liu, Riza, and uh, we had one of the most uh, amazing uh, stunt choreographers and second unit directors who, who's, who's worked since he was four years old in the Chinese opera in the same school that, uh, that Jackie Chan was in. And, uh, you know, he, he's really a master, 61 years old, and he lugs around a 60-pound camera for about 16, 17 hours a day. So it, the whole process and everything was, was spectacular. Well, it was quite a film. Um, it, it was just action-packed, and those fight scenes were, were just uh, amazing. And, I, of course, we've mentioned that you um, you have martial arts skills, in fact, uh, I understand that you were actually up to Olympic standard in, in Taekwondo, so that probably helped you. But did you do any other special preparation for your role? Well, I mean, the the the, the work in uh, a lot of the other films really helped prepare for this one. Um, but ultimately, when you're working with the best, it's... It's it's easy as long as you uh, go with the, the the flow of things and and I was working with the best, so uh, a lot a lot of credit goes to them. Well, did you did you uh, enjoy working with uh, people like Russell Crowe and Lucy Liu? And it, this is a Quentin Tarantino production, correct? Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, it, you should have seen the video of Village when it was Quentin, Russell, Rizzo, Lucy, myself. And uh, one of the agents came out and he said, if anybody saw this scene, it would be uh, pretty impressive to him. But they were an absolute pleasure to work with. Lucy was a complete professional. She was on for, she just came in 10 days. Within two weeks, she was done. And uh, you know, basically, I don't think, there was no rehearsal. There was no prep time for this. Uh, Riza did a great job in, in getting people that uh, knew what they were doing. And Lucy came in and just... Um, as you saw, did an amazing job with you know no prep and 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 in you know working with sort of you know the the, the top professionals in the world. Probably her work in Kill Bill helped a lot. Oh, for and, sure. Uh, Russell was uh, amazing to work with. Here's a guy who's on set. He's the most giving, uh, caring individual, especially about the other actors and other people on set. And he gave me a lot of advice and inspiration. When we were working, uh, you know, I, I would I would seek his advice and I'd ask him, you know, how he chose his moments and when he knew and saw the truth. And uh, you know, he he said to me, and this says a lot about him. He said, once in a while, something will fall lightly on your heart, and you'll know it's the truth. Mm-hmm. So uh, the whole, I mean, there was a lot of hard work, but uh, behind the scenes. With so many experiences, uh, I, I couldn't even begin to tell you. And they, they, uh, I wish they they made a movie about that as well, because we had a blast. Well, what a group to be working with! That must have been just fantastic experience uh, for you. And um, the hard work shows in the oh, in the film. Yeah, and we, we were I going heard... hard. I mean, sixteen hours a day, six really? day weeks. And uh, but on that one day that we had off, we would all always get together and uh, go into uh, go into town and and you know spend the night out. Uh, and you know it, it it was probably one of the first times that 
I had just as good a time and uh, played as hard as I worked. Wow. And where was this filmed? This was filmed right out of uh, Shanghai, right, right outside oh. of Shanghai, some studios there. And they actually, the sets were actual actual constructions, uh, stone-by-stone replicas of, of actual, you know, the, the Tiananmen Square or the, the Chinese Palace. It wasn't what we see here sometimes where you just see the front of a building. I mean, they really uh, put forth a lot of detail in uh in what they do. So it was pretty amazing and easy to get into the character once you're placed in that environment. Well and then of course the the costumes uh help too and, and I, I as I mentioned before I do want one of those nice suits because I think they would come in handy for any when burglars come into the house. I mean yeah, they, it, you could it, just put that nice suit on and boy, they'll leave. <laughs> and it'll look good on you. It will, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm so sorry that you only have 15 minutes. I'd like to spend a little more time on that. We'll we'll catch you another time, but I promised our listeners that we would uh, talk with you a little bit uh, going to the other extreme. Now, you're a hero in uh, The Man with the Iron Fist, but when I first saw you, it was as a, a dastardly, chilling villain, Zhao, in Die Another Day. So... What? How did you? How did you? Uh, what did you do to to project so much uh, villainy in that in that movie that stays with me to this day? Well, I don't judge a character when I'm uh, beginning a movie or ending a movie or in it. It's just you know I I look at every human being as both having uh, all elements in them and uh, and and to appreciate them for what they are. I saw uh, Daniel Craig in Road to Perdition, and then I saw, you know, I, I see him in Bond, which, you know, he's a, he was amazing in both. But uh, ultimately, I think everybody, all human beings, no matter who they are, what they are, they're, they're all looking for the same thing, which is a sense of connection and and a sense of doing something that they believe in. So that's what I focus on, no matter if I'm playing a, a hero or a villain. And, you know, I, and, you know a lot of times... In the world, the story, stories are looked at in, in a couple different ways, depending on how it's portrayed, and also, uh, uh, you know, who, at what position you're looking at it. So, I mean, I looked at uh, both characters as heroes, and uh, it's up to the audience to decide at that point, you know, what they choose to see. Well, well, your appearance in that movie was quite. That, that I mean, with it. That, Ooh, that, that, that diamond the appearance has a lot to do with it. I, the right diamond pitted face and the uh those uh piercing blue eyes. You 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 were you wore contacts, I'll bet. Yeah, yeah. And uh they were they were a challenge to work in. Uh especially when uh you I had to film in, in Iceland uh on the in my oh. car chase and because uh, I was in the convertible. So uh going eighty, ninety miles an hour on the glaciers and then the uh the freezing wind hitting the uh the contacts was uh was interesting and what a movie that was i i know that isn't a uh, a lot of people's number one bond movie but i i really picked it as as one of my favorites i thought the the uh, the action in it i thought the acting i thought the the way it looked it just was it was just great are you a james bond fan i'm a huge james bond fan i saw the last one a couple times and uh i it's just uh something i grew up with which is you know m- movies are are such an amazing uh 
part of our lives in, in a lot of ways because you grow up with them and then you can see them again uh, later and, and it's, it's similar to a book where you uh it, it it may change depending on what part of your life uh, of of life you're in and uh yeah I, I love the bond movies ever since i could remember and i've seen them all all a couple times at least well this this is what the 50th anniversary of uh, James Bond, they they started those movies back in 1962 and have made about 23 of them. I know that Die Another Day was number was number uh, 20. Do you have other than Die Another Day a favorite Bond film or a favorite actor who played Bond? Well, I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a Sean Connery guy, uh, yeah. but uh, it's it's similar to I think uh, Fast and the Furious, the first one, where there was nobody knew what to expect. And I thought that that was there was the same element of that in Doctor No, where um, you know he was a guy that uh, was even Ian Fleming had thought was the most unlikely Bond, and uh, it, it was the origination of something that would last for 50 years. So I thought he he laid down a great foundation, and I think uh, you know they all brought their own um, originality to the role. Just like, you know, everybody's different, and they're gonna interpret it differently. So, uh, you know, Pierce had the suaveness, and, and I think uh, Daniel Craig uh, is doing an amazing job because there's a lot of reality, reality and grittiness that fits the time. And it's great that the, you know, Barbara Broccoli and and Michael are um, allowing him as an actor to to have a lot of input into it. Uh, I think that helps. I, I got cut off and had to call what? back in. So, yes. but that was perfect timing in terms of being the 15 minutes that. Yep. <laughs> but he wants to come back, so please, he definitely wants to. So he said, please get a hold of him because he would like to spend more time with us talking about. Does he not have a dreamy voice? Oh, good Oh, he does. He absolutely. Ay, ay, ay. Absolutely, and <laughs> some of the, some of the, some of the. Well, I imagine my surprise when I, when I saw. Um, some some of his movies after Die Another right. Day. What, yeah, then when I saw him in other movies and saw, you know, he's just really uh, he's great just looking. He's dreamy. You great know, he looking. is extremely good looking. He's He really is, and um, I'm so looking forward to Olympus Has Fallen because it has two of my favorite actors also in it, Gerard Butler and Aaron Eckhart, and I guess that's coming out in 2013. It looks like, I mean, 2013. It has a... Uh, a very excellent thriller plot, and he play, uh Yoon Patrick Rick plays Kang. He's a central member of the South Korean delegation that goes into the White House, where the President of the United States plays by Eckhart, and key members of his administration are taken hostage. So that sounds like a, a real suspenseful movie, and I can hardly wait to uh, to see him in that. No, I agree. Yeah, that's, he's just, that's be... he's just so good looking and he and I loved that he said, Well after one silent for a minute I came out and I said, I am so sorry. She has been having phone issues and I know your fifteen minutes are up and he said, Could you please just let her know I want to come back? I was like Yeah <laughs> Well <laughs> try, I'll, try I'm, overjoyed. Yeah, I'm overjoyed. I'm yeah, overjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> we will definitely, definitely have him back on. Um did I mention that he earned an MBA from Wharton School of Business? <laughs> which, uh, and I he was planning on he was planning on going into the into uh, the world of finance, and so I'm eager when he comes on next time to find out what what made yeah. him decide to uh, to go into acting. But I'm really really glad 
really, yeah, really glad. That doesn't surprise me at all. He's so well spoken. And then he's he's definitely well rounded because he's uh, interested in the advancement of social welfare through the third throughout the third world. And he's an active board member of the Center for Global Dialogue and Cooperation. Wow. Uh, so uh, he's he's one of the good guys. So I'm, I'm really really happy that he's. Uh, How about a guy another day though? Didn't he just scare the heck out of you? I mean, yeah. he was just gruesome. But I he's know. <laughs> and then <laughs> this here you oh, probably haven't seen Man with the Iron Fist yet. No, but, no, I haven't. I mean, he just he's you know up there on a pedestal with the other uh, great screen heroes and uh, so. So articulate and sensitive with his with his acting. So, so we'll keep our eye out for for Rick Yoon. Now, Nikki, I noticed that we have some um, some very uh, famous people in our chat room that we'd like to welcome. We have um, an actor who's in the chat room who might like to call in. It's Mr. Morgan Lawrence, and I know that he knows a lot about the James Bond movies, and he knows a lot about acting, so since we have some extra time, if if um, uh, Morgan Lawrence, who's known as Molo, he's also an author, ran Red, I think is being looked at to be um, a, a, a TV series, so uh, if Molo would like to uh, call in, we'd love to hear from him. And I don't want to hear from him. No, and, I'm Molo. <laughs> call in, Molo. And we have Nancy Lombardo, Nancy the great, from Comedy Concepts, the the very, very funny show that she hosts that we we love. Yeah, call color, color Me Uh-oh. Crazy. Now, did I get caught? Uh, did I get uh, cut I out you. again? I okay. You hear me now? You. Okay, uh, that's I'm good. I'm calling in, and oh, I was just well, teasing him, so. Well, no, we're not <laughs> so That's funny. No, I mean, I was teasing about not wanting to hear from him. <laughs> well, there, well uh, there, he, there he is. And before I, before um, we, uh, we bring him on, I promised that I would announce the winner oh, of yeah, the yeah. our favorite female star on Movie Addict Headquarters election. And so we probably should have a drum roll or something for this. Uh, but winning by a landslide and well and well deserved is Tana Frederick, who's appeared on three of our shows and wowed us each time. So congratulations to T- Tana, and thanks to everyone who voted. And congratulations also to the winner of our random book drawing, Andrea Ross Green, who should be receiving her free copy of Confessions of a Movie Addict any day now. And more good news. Nice. Our next show is going to be a Tana Frederick tribute show in honor of her being named our favorite female star on Movie Addict Headquarters. And Tana has agreed to join us for the festivities. So, I, I want to thank her and congratulate her again. And, and next week will be will be quite a fun show because it's always fun when Tana is on Movie Addict headquarters. So mm-hmm. now let's hear. What... You know, wait, wait, wait a minute. Oh yes, Bostwick is my favorite. What happened to him? Oh, this is female star. Basta. Thank you so much. We're going to have. We're that's our next contest, and you'll okay. vote for. And I know who you'll vote for. I may have to oh, vote for Rick. I may I have to vote for Rick. I was going to say that. <laughs> I might have to do that too. Or I might vote for Morgan Lawrence. Let's call him. Let's get him on the line. Hi, Morgan. Hi. Hi. How are you? 
Well, so happy to hear from, hear from you. What have you been up to? Well, I'm busier than a beaver in a building a dam here. I'm kind of working uh, day and night, it seems like. Yes, and we we really get worried about you when we don't hear from you. But tell our listeners a little bit about your the movies that you've um, that you've been in and that you're working on. Well, the old man and the Jew is still in production. We uh, we had to take some time out for that because a lot of the cast members that are involved in that show were shooting Iron Man three here in South Florida. So that's kind of put on hiatus for a little while. Uh, I went out to L.A. for the premiere of Exposure, which uh, came out about a week or two ago in L.A., and um, it's uh, out overseas as well, and we're getting ready to start shooting the sequel, Double Exposure, in January, uh, which I'm going to go back in the lab and be another evil mad doctor as well. Oh, uh, typecasting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. (laughs) Well, well, you just uh, then don't you have something going on with your the streets ran red that um, we wanted to keep uh, keep yeah, posted on? We've been meeting with different people um, to push the screenplay, and uh, we're trying to get some options going, get a little bidding war going. You know, find somebody who really wants to show it some real love before um, we had talked to Fox. And they had shown some interest in making a TV series out of it because the content was so long that it was just too long for a movie. So with the book as it stands now, we can get about five years of TV episodes off of it. So we talked to Fox, and we were talking to a number of different people. Wow, that that is so exciting, and I I hope you'll you'll keep us posted. I I read your book, and I just think it's it's perfect for. Uh, you know, for a visual treatment, very, very exciting. Yeah, this be gotten years. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. pretty much what it reflects. My misbegotten youth. Your misbegotten youth. <laughs> that's that's true. It's it's autobiographical, right? Oh, it's very much so, and it's very true. Everything that happened and that happened to real people in real time in real places. It's got humor in it as well as action, and. Um, just a number of uh, fascinating uh, incidents that happen. So um, I'm sure that one of these days we will, we definitely will, will see this, and uh, we'll be looking forward to that. Now, are you a James Bond fan? I was hoping that we could talk a little oh, bit more because absolutely. this is the 50th birth, uh, 50th anniversary of uh, James Bond. Have do you have any opinions on um, oh. that franchise? Bond, James Bond, yes. I'm a major 007 fan. Uh, I, I've, I've liked a number of the recent, um, you know, Pierce Brosnan did a really good job, and Craig is not doing a too shoddy a job as well of, of playing 007, but I'm afraid I'm a little bit too much of a traditionalist, and uh, I go back to Sean Connery and those, uh, those episodes where Connery played Bond because, uh, to me, he'll always be... 007, and uh, you know, you gotta love it. Number one, you go for the diabolical plot twists and things here, but the toys, the toys they come up with in these things are hysterical to, you know, I mean, there are people out there who would probably love to have an Aston Martin with rocket capabilities and an ejector seat today. I know, (laughs) that's true, and 
all those incredible gadgets, and and then the uh, humorous sexual innuendos, oh, the beautiful yeah. Bond girls, and all of all of these things we were so used to, and um, humor I think has been a little bit lacking in the, you know, the they've Craig. Gotten, they've gotten a bit stiff in the newer ones. Um, some of the puns that Bond was famous for in the earlier in the earlier movies seem to be going by the wayside, and I kind of wish they'd bring them back because it shows more of the human side of 007 as opposed to the superhero that we know he is. Yes, and um, I've just finished reading an article in Entertainment uh, Weekly about the 007 franchise in an interview with Daniel Craig, who said that he does want, now now that he's established, he does want to bring more of the of the humor and the gags. Into it because he's scheduled now for two more Bond movies after I think the he'll sky. Be with those. Yeah, so so that would be I think that would would add a lot of entertainment for me because I do all like to have a little bit of uh, humor along with all the other things in that. But but I I really loved uh, Pierce Brosnan as uh, 007 too. I didn't think that I would. I, I always hate it when I hear somebody other than Sean Connery is going to be fine with you on that. Going to be so I saw Brosnan playing the part the way Connery would have done it. And I think that's one of the reasons that I liked Brosnan doing it so well because he did it his own way, but he sort of did a, a Connery impersonation doing it in some of the scenes that he did. And you could see it. There there are some things that you watch an actor do, and you just know he's doing an impersonation of another actor, but he's doing such a good job, you don't want to step away. That's right. And he he looks so debonair when wearing that uh, 007 uh, traditional tuxedo. <laughs> White Armani tufts. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Even I, I was could look good in that. Oh, that and this die another day, I I thought was his best one because it just. Did you see that one? The one that yeah. um, Rick was in was wasn't it uh, gorgeous to look at? I I thought the set direction and the 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 set decoration and and the way they did some of the scenes in there were beyond television or movie. They were more of an artistic. They should have taken some of those live shots and hung them in the Louvre because they were that beautiful with the color variations and the mixtures and blends and pastels. They really, really worked well, and they were soothing on the eye even when the movie line or the storyline was slow. Oh, I think you're right about that. I, I just loved everything about the movie's Iceland scenes, those towering glaciers and the ice field car chases and the frozen ice lagoon and the and that remember they had the classic ice sculptured furniture inside that that palace. It just took my breath away. And Halle Berry was excellent, and it proves that uh, it doesn't hurt to cast Bond girls who can act as well as look fabulous in and out of swimsuits and other sexy attire. So, so all in all, that's one of my favorites. Uh, Die yes. another day. I have to say, she was cool, very cool. Yes, way cool, I think. So, well, well, Molo, you've just been, or uh, Mr. Lawrence, now that you're a famous actor. And, uh, no, no, I'm and, uh, still Molo, thanks. Uh, <laughs> well, it's been so wonderful to hear from you and to, and to have you call in. Is there anything else you'd like to take uh, tell our listeners about? Um, what are your plans for Thanksgiving? What's, uh, 
I'm West. actually working uh, for the next three days doing overdubs um, up in Orlando. So I'll be doing a um, animated overdubs for the next three days. Oh, that is that's the voiceover. Yes, yes. Uh, and well, no wonder you you've done so many. What I did for you. So. Oh uh, my gosh, you you've been Kermit the Frog. You've yeah, been do Sebastian, Sebastian yeah. the Crab. You weren't you Charles Dickens? I did Dickens. I did um, Sebastian the Crab and uh, Kermit the Frog, Fozzie Bear. You know, Fozzie you pick Bear. a voice, and I'll give it to you. I know. And listeners, if you if you ever need any any voice talent for no matter what what character, <laughs> you just let Morgan Lawrence know because he can do the do the voice and get into the character and. Uh, just uh, we're we're just so happy to to have you available here on Blog Talk Radio, and and we're so unhappy though that that you're not on as often as we would we would like to have you. But we're sad to work on that, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, and um, I hope you have a very very happy Thanksgiving. So thank you so much for calling in. You too. Be safe. Have a good holiday. Thank you. Nikki, is there anything else you would, any comments you would like to make? Are there any other comments in the chat? Uh, we're going to have a, sh a short uh, show today, but uh, it's certainly been fun for me. Well, you know what? I just have to say that I was a little starstruck when you got cut off, and I hope I did all right. I was so glad that his 15 minutes was up. Not saying that I would have liked to have him longer, but. <laughs> well, you yeah. would. You would. I'm sure. I'm yeah. going to listen. I'm going to listen to the archive, and so I'll let you know. But I'm sure you did a wonderful, wonderful job. That happened. And Wait, who was I with the last time that happened? Recently. Oh, we just kept going and going. Oh yes, you and James. I think. Yes, you right. James Cold Harrison. You just, That's you right. just went. You just we went did. went on. So, well, okay then. It's time to wrap right. things up now. So this is bit. Betty Jo Tucker giving a big shout-out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for featuring this episode as one of today's staff picks. We really appreciate it, and thanks to Rick Yoon for being a terrific guest. Uh, not on long enough, but we'll, we'll keep trying to get him back, and to Nikki Starr for everything she does to make Movie Addict Headquarters such fun to host. So be sure to come back next week for our tribute to Tana Frederick, who's named the favorite female star on Movie Addict Headquarters. And in the meantime, don't you forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. Now, I hope everyone has a very happy Thanksgiving. And let's go out with Brian Ferry singing one of my favorite Oscar-winning songs, and you'll recognize it being from the great movie Casablanca. You must remember this. A kiss is still a kiss. A sigh is just a sigh. The fundamental thing as time goes by And when two lovers move They still say I love you On that you can rely 
Hearts full of passion, jealousy and hate Woman needs man, and man must have his name That no one can deny Yet still the same old story A fight for love and glory A case of do or die Thank you. 